to AIM Infocast. As a part of this episode, it is a great pleasure interacting with Mikkel Peterson, who heads the R&D division at Orlicon AIM. Join me in this conversation, where Mikkel shares his perspective of how additive manufacturing has evolved in the past decade, the top three technological challenges which need to be addressed for industrialization of this technology, the key R&D projects he is excited to be part of at Orlicon, and he throws light on the role AMTC is playing in catalyzing the adoption of additive manufacturing and spreading the awareness. So, Mikhail, welcome to AM Infocast uh, today and great to have you here. Thank you for having me, Edison. I look forward to, uh, to the conversation. So, Mikhail, you've been in the additive manufacturing industry now for close to 10 years and you, know, you have seen the technology evolve over the, uh, over the decade. So, how has your journey been uh, in the M sector, and how, how, how have you seen it evolve? Um, well, I could say my journey into to the the AIM second came. I, I come from a, a design by simulation background. I was interested in realizing these complex designs, and uh, additive seemed like a great idea at the time of making complex topology optimized parts, etc. So, um, so that's how I ended up uh, looking into AM. Um, and uh, I'd say the first question as a uh, simulation engineer, stress engineer was, okay, what's the mechanical performance of this material so I can put it into my, my solver? And uh, it took a little time to answer that question. You can say, I'm still looking for the answer with involving materials and processes and equipment. Um, it's not so easy to answer what is the mechanical performance of these AM materials. Um, but along this journey, a lot has happened. We are much better at characterizing the material. We get much better material than we did at the beginning. We understand the process better, um, how the influence of different parameters uh, and different, uh, say, conditions in the machine affects the material. And this, of course, has led to uh, a lot of development. You see, the machines have uh, developed a lot in terms of gas flow with some of the new uh, very uh, hot things in the new machine in the machine just come since I started the cooling of the optics as well uh, to ensure a good focus uh, so the machines have, have definitely improved over time there's still some challenges we still want to have more reliability and readability uh, but but a lot has happened in, in the quality of the machines um, there's also changes in the, the type of, of work we see you know, when I started, we always had to make a, a really good pitch of why AM could be a good idea for the products. Now, people are familiar with AM. They understand the, the basic benefits that, you know, we can make smarter parts, we can make lightweight parts, or be, be more um, uh, accurate of where we put the material and don't have a lot of waste. Yeah, but when I started, that was always the things we had to explain. Why should we even start looking at AM? We still have to work on the business case that hasn't changed. Uh, understanding the right business case for the parts is still a major aspect. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely see that uh, more people are familiar with the process. Uh, and we also see that in the associate things like standardization, we're starting to have specifications and standards that we can reference. At the beginning, it was the, at the discretion of the, the technical experts how we were going to do it. But now there's some real guidelines out there that's been uh, better than peer-reviewed by industry uh, guidelines. So, so these things helped a lot, makes things a lot easier. Uh, when we first started, how do we qualify a material, define the, the mechanical performance, what tests should be needed, what geometries, 
uh, this was all open and available uh, or up to the interpretation of the of the experts uh, in the company. But now we can we can go in literature and, and get some, uh, some support. Um, besides this, I think the change is in um, where IP lies. You know, there's been a big change. Very early on, there was much, much more focus on the IP in something like process parameters, where, for instance, this we're seeing is relaxing, probably also linked to the development in, in simulation, that, you know, future parameters much more come from a simulation of the process of the geometry. Uh, but in the past, that was uh, almost the crown jewels. If you had a good set of parameter, you uh, you were uh, the one who going to win all the business uh, in AM. And uh, and then I think last but not least, the people. So we now have people that come out that have studied AM, that comes into the market directly from universities with some background knowledge, whether it's from design or from the process. But the people exist. It really helps the growth of the business, it helps that all the companies who are designing parts that we as Earlycon would be printing, they know AM, they know how to design good parts for AM, uh, or at least they, they're starting that journey uh, and, and can get people who have that knowledge, because otherwise it's been very uh, difficult that the expertise on designing AM sat with the companies with the printers and some like Earlycon who does design parts and our customers who are the, the ones who design the components and uses they didn't have the detailed knowledge of what could we do with AM, what kind of features, what kind of materials. Uh, we still have a lot of work doing this. We still do this called design assist, where we support companies. Um, but we see much more that the companies that come to us with parts, they are more informed about AM, what they can do. And the tweaks that we're making now is much more to improve the business case than fundamentally uh, optimize and make the parts good for AM. Yeah, that's good. I think that's a great uh, you know summary on terms of how AM has evolved uh, past ten years and your experiences on it. And you rightly said that people have got more familiar with the technology on, on each aspect, you know, the materials, the machines, the people. So I think that has helped uh, it evolve and take it forward. Uh, but uh, looking at the current scenario, uh, what would be uh, maybe the top three technological challenges which you feel need to be addressed for taking additive manufacturing to the next level, you know, the industrialization of additive manufacturing, looking at serial production. So what what do you feel are the three key challenges which need to be addressed uh, in, in this uh, scenario today? Um, I think there's a lot of things <laughs> that, that needs to be addressed, but if, if I had to boil it down to three, um, I say even though we've gone a long way on the repeatability and reliability of the process, that's still one of the things that has to be changed. You know, we're moving in the direction of serial production, large volume. We're starting to see um, uh, not just thousands, but tens, and tens of thousands of parts uh, in requested. And, uh, and scaling this up, having multiple machines producing the same part repeatedly is still some of the areas where we struggle. We have to spend a lot of time um, normalizing machines, getting them to work the same. Even though you buy two machines that has the same logo and sticker on, uh, it's not so easy than just putting in the same powder, the same parameters and press play. Each machine still have some, some uniqueness to it. So we still have to improve on this um, as we grow, as we scale, have more, more machines doing the same parts. 
this really becomes a challenge for us because if we have to do individual scaling of the parts for each machine, work a lot on each machine for the normalization to get it to perform the same, uh, that's a huge effort for us. You know, we, we're growing. We already have uh, around 50 metal printers uh, across the site in, in Erlikon. I think the highest number of printers working on the same part is probably four or five machines working on the same thing. And, and there we spend a lot of time, even though it's the same brand machine, the same model, everything, different age perhaps, but spend a lot of time getting those machines to produce the same part repeatedly. And this is still a challenge with, with the newer machines that we see. So this is this is the first thing I want to do. But, you know, big steps as well from we see uh, standards coming out. This is what the core machine is. Those kind of guidelines, these are the controls we have to, to do to call the machines the same thing. These must be the same. So there we really see a big impact on the standardization side to, to help on this, as well as, of course, to uh, increase knowledge about the process. That we, we understand better, better what, what is the key process variables and key environmental uh, impacts on, on the part within the box. Um, so, so this has gone a long way. The second point I would point out would be uh, design. Still, there's a long way for, for really optimizing uh, the designs. Uh, it, like I said, we, we're starting to get more um, parts that take the, the AM design into consideration, but we need to go further. Um, it's not only of AM. Is also on post processes, uh, you know, considering the whole manufacturing chain when we do the design, and it's not so different from traditional manufacturing. You you design a part, you have to consider how am I going to machine it, how am I going to code it, how am I going to finish it, whatever you have to do in the processes. And um, I guess sometimes we get a little bit caught up in the design for AM part that we forget the post process part and forget all these other things that comes after which then sometimes end up bringing in uh, a lot of cost in the in the business case, which is uh, unfavorable for the um, for the part. So design for AM and for the whole process around uh, making the parts is something also see we should uh, we should go into. And tools is a big aspect there. The software tools that we have available, they're still largely uh, meant for the traditional design methodologies that we use for um, we, we often can envision a design or a feature, but making it in the 3D model that we need to print it is the challenge. Uh, so, so we need some some improvement on this and how it then is linked to uh, this the process, the post process, how we build it. In. Because you know we we have there's a lot of great tools. You know, I come from from stress analysis and topology. There's a lot of great tools that will take it and topology optimization and in one click. You get something like the 3D model that you could then directly put in your printer, but it it only considers the one aspect, the topology optimization. It doesn't necessarily bring in all the other aspects of the manufacturing change. That should also be considered in the design. So, yeah, around the design process, the methodologies and the tools for making better designs, uh, more optimized for for the AM process, is is the second point. And the third point is materials. We still largely use materials that was defined for other processes and does not take uh, the unique capabilities and cooling rate of the additive process into consideration. Uh, so developing novel alloys 
that really use this. We've seen some examples of high entropy alloys where because of the, the, the rapid solidification, you are allowed to have uh, compositions that couldn't so easily be uh, be uh, achieved with casting because you would get segregation of the of the elements. But with the additive process, we're able to do this and find some some very interesting uh, mechanical behaviors. And, uh, and this, I think, is is a key aspect. So, developing new alloys for this technology that really takes into consideration and uses the the, the process in to its advantage. Um, there's a lot of opportunities. Uh, we see a lot of requests. Uh, one of the, the, the often things we look at now is could we make something of the materials that would typically be a single crystal of the directional solidification materials, something that's very diff different from, from the normal microstructure that we produce in, in AM. And our customers would ask, we would like you to print this material. And the question we send back is, but what performance are you expecting? expecting the performance of a single crystal material, then you will be disappointed because this is not the material I'm making uh, with the AM process, even though the chemistry is the same and the, the brand name of the powder could be the same as what we, we're used to. Uh, the, the inherent performance of the material is different when we make it with AM. So really changing that, finding the, the, the sweet spots where the, the additive process and the elements in the material works in, uh, great together to make some new materials that could then rival or, or equal some of the materials we're used to from casting or other processes. Um, would be the third topic, yeah, uh, for me. So with these three topics, uh, uh, I think we have a very bright future for AM coming. Yeah, I know there's, there's a lot to select from, but I think you've uh, picked out the right ones which will unlock the potential for AM and you know that's that's very important to look at if you look at the repeatability <coughs> the design and the materials I think uh, they're very important aspects to be looked at uh, so you know moving on to Orly, at Orlicon so are there what are the key you know projects you're working on currently at Orlicon which you're most excited about you know are they, are they looking at some of these challenges we spoke about uh, uh, just now there's a there's a lot of good projects to to choose from. We're doing we're doing development on on technology. We we're trying to fix uh, applications and, and really push the limits on some of those. Uh, if I should pick out some highlights, I think uh, we just started a very interesting project uh, around beam shaping, something that uh, has a great opportunity to uh, bring more stability into the process. Again, helping on the repeatability and reliability with more stable process. Uh, in addition, it also allows uh, for much faster deposition rates. So we get a more stable process and we can make the material, solidify the material much faster, which is great for the business case. So we create less scrap, we have to create less uh, uh, coupons in the evaluation because everything is more stable and we get to do it faster. So this is a, a technology that I think is very, very interesting for, for AM uh, and could really help make uh, business cases. So, so this project I'm, I'm very excited about. Um, other key projects we're doing, we of course, Earlycon working with as a material supplier, powder supplier, uh, and atomizer, we are working on new alloys. So we have some, some interesting new alloys, new alloy uh, composition projects going on exactly trying to address the point before what can we do to take advantage of the process what can we do to understand 
the material that we're making, going in the direction of providing uh, the customers with materials, could be new materials that perform similar to what they're used to from other processes, focusing on the, the performance of the materials and not necessarily uh, having the exact same chemistry. Sometimes it, uh, we're able to make uh, non-printable alloys printable with small additions and changes. Other times we take a completely different approach and invent a new material from scratch, but targeting the same mechanical performance uh, as the traditional material, but uh, printed. Uh, because, like I mentioned, with the single crystal, for instance, it, uh, it will be very difficult to take a chemistry that we know from single crystal printing, uh, casting, and then print it and expect the same material performance. So maybe the, the change that we have to go somewhere else uh, to try and the gaps to some of those materials. Um, so there, I would say there's, a, there's many. We, we're working on yeah, steels, we're working on high interval alloys, we're working on aluminiums and uh, nickel superalloys, uh, etc. That's a, that's a broad uh, list of, of material projects that we're doing. And, uh, they all fit um, very nicely to the applications that we, we want to work with and see uh, great business potential with AM. Uh, so, so this is very exciting. If we find the the right alloys that really uh, works well with the process and gives uh, exciting mechanical performances. Um, another one I would say it would be uh, the, the process and parameter simulation aspects. Uh, as I mentioned, that you know the IP landscape is changing. We see much more that uh, a good process parameter might be defined by a simulation that takes geometry into account as well as how to melt the powder material. Um, which means that uh, we could be much more efficient in making uh, optimized processing parameters uh, using simulations uh, and adjusting the process parameters to different geometries, to different parts uh, through the simulation process. Uh, this, I think, is a very, very interesting aspect. Again, it addresses the aspects of, uh, of quality because the right parameter for the right feature or geometry helps a lot in making good material. It also helps a lot on the print speed, so the position rate, which then addresses the cost aspect to reduce the cost of the printed parts. So better quality, more um, repeatable quality, and then a cost reduction. I think that's a very interesting um, opportunity to get from, from simulation. And it also helps the fact that you know, there's, uh, there's only a limited number of people who's really good with the process today so you need to get hold of those experts to make the process optimization to uh, to change the process parameters for, for the materials. And as the business grows, uh, it could be very interesting to have uh, a way to do that with a with a simulation tool, because we simply will have an issue finding enough talented people to to do it manually. And of course, doing it with with simulation gives a lot of interesting uh, opportunities to bring in other data sciences, uh, looking at what can we see from previous iterations and then improve uh, and make machine learning and, and other aspects like this into uh, process optimization. So it, it opens up um, a huge area for, for research where, where we can see benefits using uh, AIs, using big data, uh, looking at uh, trends across the board, but all linked to the fact that we, we have to be able to make uh, uh, like 
simulation on on the process parameters we're going to use and not just use this uh, here's the best average between all the different features and we apply that across the I think those are probably the, the three I would highlight here that's a really interesting aspect that, that uh, brings the technology forward I think that's some great stuff uh, you are working on I think definitely will add to the uh, kind of momentum needed for the industry to go forward uh, and of course uh, Orlicon creating a platform like AMTC has been playing its role as well so uh, what role do you see AMTC playing in catalyzing the adoption of AM and spreading the awareness and you know, what's new this year so because it's been now I think it's the fifth year this year and uh, it's I think it's looking quite exciting yeah I agree uh, I would say um, for me the biggest um, attractive aspect of AMTC uh, is a forum to exchange experiences and uh, exchange expectations. Uh, for me, uh, I think the first year still stands very clear uh, where um, in the morning session there was a, a lot of end users having a panel discussion and they all said, um, are we looking for more reliability and repeatability in the process? And in the afternoon session, there was a panel session with, with uh, several of the machine printer OEMs and they all said, our machines are good enough. So there was, a, there was a clear mismatch between the expectations between the end user and the machine makers. And, and it, this forum helped to build on this, to say, here's an exchange. This is what we're looking for. This is the direction to we should go into. Here's what the different aspects uh, from whether you're a machine manufacturer, whether you're end user or your service provider, something that you need. So really that exchange, then linked with the... the um, the exchange of experiences of what is the good part, where's the good business cases, where do we see good opportunities to employ AM. You know, I think that's another key aspect of this, to share the victories and the good wins. We're still a small industry. We want to grow, and and we do this by sharing where we find uh, good opportunities for AM. Of course, it's going to be competition, but, uh, but I also believe that AM will grow a lot. Uh, and the faster we, we identify and find these good uh, business cases and good uh, applications, the better. And, and this, as an industry, we can help each other with by sharing where did we find good application areas for AM, where did we find good business cases, good ways to improve. And, and this is another thing that we do at AMGC. We, the companies come and share where did they find good cases, how successful have they, they been to it. Um, and then I think in the last couple of years, uh, there's been an increased focus on standardization. You know, we had uh, have ASTM joining in as well as a bigger voice to say, hey, let's let's agree on a on a global level about where we're going, what are the requirements, what should the setup be. I think that's a, a really really interesting um, development as well to say, yeah, this is a key way to exchange, ensure that everybody is doing their best. As I said, it's an early technology. Uh, I guess the, the biggest risk could be uh, someone giving additive uh, a bad reputation by not following good practices or, or cutting corners or doing something uh, that they didn't have control of. So really bringing in the standardization aspects. Talk about what can we do to, uh, to improve what we do to put more safety in. What should we uh, share and exchange uh, that isn't core IP, but instead something that helps benefit the uh, the industry. I think that's that's uh, the real for me. When I go to MTC, this is things I enjoy. I enjoy these 
these conversations about how can we bring the, the, the industry forward. We're not looking at it as individual players, but we're taking it to say, hey, we want to make AM the greatest manufacturing technology. We have a long way to go. How can we get there? And, and these, these topics about sharing where we do well, get some standardization in place, and ensure that the expectations between the different players uh, are, are understood and discussed so that we can find the right uh, the right level to move forward on. I think that's a really, really appealing aspect of, of the agency. Yeah, I think that's that's really great initiative because I think collaboration is very important and I think competition can keep happening, but uh, for an industry like additive manufacturing, which needs, uh, where we need to create more demand, I think it's important for all stakeholders to come and make a bigger cake. I think everyone's going to get a bigger slice. So I think it's it's that approach which I think you are also taking, which is I think very commendable because that's needed and it's needed the hour. So you know, thanks, uh, Mikhail, for sharing your insights and you know telling us a little about uh, you know the uh, idea behind creating a MTC. So it's it's been great uh, connecting and chatting with you. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me. It's, it's been a great experience to uh, to discuss these points, and I look forward to AMTC next week. And uh, hopefully, we will have uh, another great conference with a lot of good discussions. And uh, yes, yeah, you said can move forward, create a bigger cake, so that everybody can uh, can have a larger slice. Nice. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of AM Infocast, powered by AM Chronicle. Stay tuned for more interesting and insightful conversations on additive manufacturing.